Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to this episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. So in true Carrie fashion, I had a bonus episode that was supposed to be scheduled for today and then I didn't record it because I had a really busy week of like a million calls and then I was going to record a different episode. (laughs) for next week. And I said, you know what? F it. I yesterday for my membership community, the e-commerce society, which is my incredible membership community that helps you basically, if you are a newish or early stage uh, e-commerce business owner, and you're just looking for some support, you're looking for a place that you can have community, have people kind of cheering you on, you can ask questions throughout the month, you can join live calls, you can just feel like you're part of something where you can get some support in your business, along with live trainings, live Q&A sessions, a lot of in on-demand courses that will help you with sales, traffic, kind of all the things, then you can always join my membership community. For right now, it is still an open membership where you can join anytime. Time, I might be changing that. So if you have been thinking about joining, you can join today and it's $47 a month. It is a no-brainer program. It is called e-commerce society. You can find the link in my show notes or you can head over to kerryfitzgeraldcom slash membership. So anyway, there's a point to this, I promise. So yesterday in my membership community, I hosted a 2023 planning workshop. And initially, it was going to be like, okay, let's map out your, you know, let's map out your year, let's look at your promotions, and let's look at your calendar. And, um, you know, what new products are going to be launching. And like the day before when I was working on the slides, I was like, you know what, I don't want to talk about this, actually. Uh, The first month in the membership group, I launched it in June of 2020. 22. And that was kind of like, let's plan your quarter type of planning session. And we looked at, we have a calendar, I have all these like, you know, things you can look at to track your growth and your sales and your traffic. And like, it's just a really, it was an awesome session. And everyone who's in my membership community gets access to all of that. And I was like, you know what, I already did a session like that before. And I want to do something different. And Again, I promise there is a point here. One of the things that I really am leaning into for 2023 is creating a business that I like, creating a business that feels fun to me, creating a business around the life that I want and not the other way around, not having a business that feels like a fucking drag, not having a business that feels like I'm trapped by it, you know? 
Um, I've already done that. That was my first business. <laughs> that was my dapper dog business. I loved it with like all of my heart, but I felt very trapped by that business. And that was, you know, seven years ago that I started that business. So I've learned a lot from there. I've come really far from those first days and I'm grateful forever for that business, for what it taught me. But, you know, 2022, like just to be honest with you, wasn't super fun for me. It wasn't a fun year business-wise. I had a lot of fun um, outside of my business. I went on a lot of trips. I spoke at my first like in-person event. I was one of the keynote speakers. I got to go to Alaska twice. I went to India. What else did I do? I went to Boston. That was to visit my grandmother who was sick. So that wasn't super fun. Um, I went to Martha's Vineyard. Like I just did a lot of fun stuff. But like there's a lot of things that just didn't go right in my business. And I I've mentioned this, you know, quite a few times about how I sort of went through this like transitional stage in 2022. And I really decided, like, look, this is my business. I can do what I want. I don't have to listen to these like big gurus that are telling you, oh, you have to do this one thing. And the only way your business will grow is if you do this one thing. And, you know, it's it's just kind of the same nonsense. So anyway, so, you know, you know the story. If you listen to my podcast, you know the story that I was in this member mastermind. I it I left the mastermind in June and then I launched my membership community. And the membership was the first step towards like creating this business that I absolutely love. And I love my membership so freaking much. And if you're in my membership and you actually show up for the calls, you participate, you know that like I care about everyone in my group. Like if you're in my membership or in any of my courses or you're my one-on-one client, like you know that I am your biggest effing cheerleader. Like I literally am your hype girl. I want you to do well. Um, And the membership was sort of the first step towards that. So anyway, so, you know, now it's officially 2023. It's January. I'm recording this, what, January 13th. So it's almost halfway through January. Like what in the flying hell? So anyway, so long story short, we did this planning workshop yesterday and I completely switched around the stuff that I was going to talk about. And I completely switched around (laughs) to like what I wanted to share with anyone who showed up for our call. And I want to, I really enjoyed talking about it yesterday. Um, And if you were at, if you were part of that workshop live, thank you. I appreciate you listening to me and hanging out with me for an hour. But I decided I wanted to talk through, I was going to like host a live workshop. And then I was like, you know what? I I can't. I don't want to, I'm in the middle of launching like my cultish product program um, I don't want to do anything new. I feel like I constantly like overextend myself and I am not. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to host a live workshop. I want to do a podcast episode where I talk through what you would get if you came to a workshop. So I'm not going to go into as much detail as I did with my membership because obviously, you know, I want to, you know, like my members pay to be in my group. They pay to get that kind of inside access. And so I can't, share everything. But I want to kind of leave you with a few of the points here because when you think of planning your business year, I feel like what I'm going to share with you isn't exactly what you're what you probably assume. And that's kind of what I wanted to share because after I ended the call yesterday, I was like, oh my God, I really loved that. I felt very aligned to it. And I think this is stuff that people don't talk enough about. And again, it's sort of related to like how do you make your business life more fun? 
how do you put yourself first kind of like before the business? And that probably doesn't really make sense. So the first thing that you want to do is you want to reflect on your 2022. Um, Super important. And I know I know really up until recently, I never did that. (laughs) Like I never sat down and mapped out like, okay, what happened last year? What worked for me? What didn't work? What did I like? What did I not like? So, and I, and I do that now. And it's really important. Like you need to sit down and look at your 2022, give it some reflection, give it some respect, give yourself respect too. What worked in your business? Make a list. I like Google Sheets. I like Google Docs. I keep everything in freaking Google Docs. In fact, I have so many Google Docs. I'm literally like, wait, where did I save that document? I don't freaking remember. Um, so you want to think about what worked in your business and what didn't work and make a list. Don't just like think about it, write it down. And the reason I want you to write it down is because oftentimes you won't remember Like once you get out of that little moment of like, okay, I'm going to think about the business. What happened? What was working? What didn't work? Like, gosh, I sent so much product to influencers and they just bombed for me. Or you're like, damn, I started a customer loyalty program and like my average order value went from $25 to $50 and my um, repeat customer average went from, you know, 25 to 60% or something. So you want to really just think about the numbers and look at what worked for you. And it could be marketing tactics. It could be marketing channels. It could be sales channels. It could be how you show up on social media. It could be um, you started a YouTube channel and wow, your shorts are like getting a lot of views and you're actually getting traffic from YouTube. So just whatever it is, make a list. And then I want you to make a list of what didn't work. So again, I use the I I feel like I always use influencers as examples of what didn't work, and I don't know why I do that. Um, but maybe you you real and you know here's the here's the deal, guys. And I'm gonna be a little bit hard on you, and you know I say this with love, and I want you to do well. I know a lot of you are like, oh, I tried on TikTok. You know, I posted. I posted 10 videos and I didn't get any views, you know, and if you're if that's sort of the attitude that you have of like, I tried something for like a month and it didn't work. Well, that's not good enough. And I'm going to say that with like full confidence right now. That is crap. And it's not good enough. You do something for six months straight, like you post on TikTok three times a day for six months and it doesn't and it's just not getting any traction. Like, OK, you put in the work. OK, I commend you. You put in the work. Now, instead of giving up on it, why don't you see how you could tweak it? You know, with TikTok in particular, you know, I remember I had a call with someone. She has a soap business and I had a 60 minute um, strategy session with her. And, you know, I was looking at her business and looking at like, where do I feel like there's opportunity here? And I instantly went to TikTok because with a handmade business that's very beautifully aesthetic, like she makes these really cool soaps. I was like, your your product is perfect for TikTok. But I was like, no one cares about the soap. They care about like the whole journey of how you create the soap. And I use the example of, I think it's Emily Mar- Mariko. She does like all those food videos on TikTok and Instagram where it's the same thing every single week. On Sundays, I believe she loads, she 
And she never like talks in her videos except the her Sunday grocery haul. The fact that I know this is ridiculous. And she'll tell you what she bought at the farmer's market. Like I bought potatoes. I bought orange. Um, I don't know. Whatever. She gets like lots. It's mostly vegetables. And then she'll get like, oh, I got a Napa cabbage and I got these chicken from the butcher and I got some salmon or whatever it is. And then the rest of the week, she'll take those vegetables and she'll make recipes out of them. There's no talking. There's no captions in her videos. It's literally just she posts a video with like ASMR type music, shows her chopping the vegetables, putting them in the containers. And the next video is like she takes the meal prep containers and she'll make one of the recipes. And then the next day is again, like she'll take the meal prep container with like the potatoes and the carrots and she'll take it out and she'll chop all the things, put them in a pot, da 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 da. And then like the next video will be what it looks like. So what she's doing is she's taking you on the journey. When you first see the, the that first step, it draws you in. You're like, oh, okay, she's chopping the carrots. Like, what is she, what is she gonna make with this? You get sucked in. You wanna see what happens next. It's just like a freaking movie. When you see a really good preview, I don't know about you, but I'm like a huge movie person and I love watching previews. A really, really, really good preview to a really terrible movie, like previews are usually better than the friggin' movie. It draws you in and you you get sucked in and you're like, okay, what happens next? What's the ending going to be like? What happens to this person? And that's the same thing with with this girl's TikTok videos. She pulls you in and she does the same thing every single week. It's rinse and repeat. So we know what to expect when we follow her. We know, okay, let's see what she's going to get on Sunday. And it isn't like her videos are anything like they're they're pretty plain, you know. Uh, And my point here is like you don't need fancy anything to make videos like you show up, do something consistent, do something that, that intrigues people that makes them want to keep watching your video to see the final result. And so that's what I was advising that this girl that has a soap brand, I was like, you know, um, and of course, I'm not going to use her name. But I was like, you know, one really thing that easy thing that you could do is just take your soap pieces or however the heck soap is made, show them the whole process from start to finish, from the start of you dumping the soap gelatin I have no idea what soap is made out of now that I'm thinking of it into the bucket. You stir it around, you melt it, then you pour it into little containers. Then you pull the dried soaps out and you chop them up. And then you make the little like, you know, like fancy soap you can get at Whole Foods. They have like the edges cut off and it's like some fancy design. Then you like engrave the soap with like your logo or something. Um, And then you could put into a package like if you post videos like that, people will watch them from start to finish because they want to know they want to know what's next. They want to keep finding out what the next thing is. And I forget where I'm going with this. But okay, when I said trying something, trying something different. So yeah, so like, yeah, if you're doing TikTok consistently, not just like one video a week, I mean, you're pretty much posting almost every single day, probably multiple times a day, because that's what it takes to learn a new platform. Posting for posting isn't like when people say, oh, post like three times a day for six months or post three times a day for two months. They're telling you that 
not because they're trying to trick you or like not because of some stupid algorithm. It's literally because when you post, when you show up on a platform and you post something twice a day or once a day, every single day for months at a time, there's one thing that happens during that process. It's that you are learning how to use a platform. You're learning how to trim the videos and you're learning how to cut things and you're learning how to like add the text overlays and you're learning how to add music. And when you do something consistently like that, not only do you learn how to use the platform, but you get better. You get better at your videos. No one shows up. No one like there's the expression. No one skips day one. And that goes for you, too. And that goes for me. So if you are trying a new thing and it doesn't work and you're doing it for a month and you're like, oh, boohoo. TikTok hates me. Instagram algorithm hates me. Like, wah, wah. I'm sorry. And I I know I sound rude right now. And I'm not trying to be rude. (laughs) Um, I'm just trying to give you the kick in the ass that you need. And sometimes I need the same kick in the ass when I'm complaining about shit, you know, like, oh, I'm not getting enough people in this thing. And the person will say to me, well, like, what have you done to launch it? How are you showing up? How, how many emails have you sent? What's your open rate? And I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. So I need the kick in the ass just like you do. So I'm here to give it to you. And sometimes someone else needs to give that kick in the ass to me. So anyway, what didn't work, what worked? And when it comes to what didn't work, make sure that you're not passing judgment based on one example. Like I remember one of my old clients And I told the story before. And if you're listening and you know this is you, I love you. And I'm not going to use your name, but I love this example. She messaged me and she was like, oh, God, like I sent product to an influencer and I think I paid her like a couple hundred bucks and like I didn't get any I didn't get any sales from it. And I went and looked at the video and I was like, "Um, "Okay, first off, this video is awesome. And I was like, there's two like I see two positives here that you're missing completely. The first positive is that you now have this incredible video, user generated content style video that you could take and put on your website. You could put that in your email marketing campaigns. You could repost that on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube Shorts, on Pinterest. I was like you could take that UGC amazing video that this person made for you and you could run TikTok ads. Um, I was like, that's the first positive here is like, you just got an awesome piece of content. Let's not overlook that because where two years ago, like if you worked with an influencer and they gave you like a still photo, like that would be kind of cool. But now that doesn't work anymore. You need video and you need creative video. And when someone makes a creative video for you, that in itself will likely over time sell product for you. So part one of the positives is that you just got an awesome video that you can literally use on like seven or eight different places. Number two, just because you don't get sales immediately doesn't mean there's no return on investment. And this is really important for those of you who are working with influencers. If you're sending product to someone who's going to be doing something in return for you, like a YouTube unboxing, a blog feature, a post on Instagram or TikTok, sometimes there is not any return on investment right away. And that's okay. Want to know why? Because it takes people a long time to decide to buy from you, just like it is in my business. I talk about my membership pretty much on every single podcast episode. And how many of you listening have not signed up for my membership? 
probably most of you haven't signed up. And that's okay. Uh, membership will still be here for you when you're ready to sign up. But my point here is that mo- a lot of you listening have listened to potentially 30, 50, 60, 70, 100 of my podcast episodes and still have never bought anything from me. And I just want to repeat myself here. That is okay. I'm not saying that you have to buy anything from me. If you want to, I would love to support you because I can help you. Um, And I'm very confident in the fact that I can help you. I have a ton of different things. If you go to my website or just DM me on Instagram and say, here's my business. Here's what I'm struggling in. What do you have to help me? I probably have something. And if I don't, I'll tell you who does. Um, But like, that's my point here is that I have 150 three podcast episodes live on my podcast right now. And I'm about to hit, I don't know, I think I'm close to 80,000 downloads in two years, which is not very high, but I'm working on it. (laughs) But like, probably most of you listening haven't bought anything. And that's my point here is I want to remind you and I want to put it back to you. Just because someone does a video for you, post it on their Instagram or TikTok, and you don't get sales right away, that doesn't mean that they haven't discovered you. Because of that video, you may have just gotten like 50 new people who now know your business and have maybe they followed you. Or maybe they actually went to the website, your website, and they joined your email list and you just don't have any idea. They just haven't bought yet. Um, but when you send a product to an influencer or a content creator or whoever, a YouTuber, anyone, and they post about your product in some capacity, the thing that I want you to remember here is like you have just opened up an avenue for discoverability for your business. And this is a really important thing to keep in mind. Um, all these things that you do for marketing help people, new people to discover you. And then When you keep up your marketing and you have an omnipresent strategy where you're doing things on a lot of different places, then that person who discovered you a month ago on that TikTok video, they might come across your Instagram story one day and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that skincare brand. Like her video is that video is really cool. And maybe they'll follow you. And then maybe a month later, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, she just I I really need some facial oil. I'm going to I'm going to do that. And then they join your email list. So don't discredit, don't discredit things like that. Because I know and I hear from you all the time, all of you, I mean, not all of you, but a lot of you that you're not getting return on investment on marketing things. But to be honest with you, it takes time. With that said, you also have to be smart about your business. Like if an influencer was like, I'm going to charge you $10,000 for an Instagram reel, and you're only making a thousand dollars a month in sales. Well, guess what? That's not a that's not a smart like opportunity to to go after. If you're making a hundred thousand dollars in sales and someone wants to charge you ten grand for a reel and, and you have enough money in your bank, you have cash flow, you are like, oh yeah, if I'm making a hundred K a month and someone wants to charge me 10K for a marketing opportunity. Yeah, like, is, is it a good fit for me? Is their audience similar to mine? Yeah, let's do it. So it depends on where you're at with your business. Like, I get asked a lot about, um, like, I know one another person messaged me one time, and she was like, you know, I know that you're in this mastermind with this person who teaches PR, and she char- 
this was like, this was like, I think like a year and a half ago. And she was like, um, you know, she charges $1,500 for her for like a master class. So like a one hour class. And then I think you get access to her like Facebook group for a year. And she was charging like, I think it was like 1500 or something. And the this student of mine messaged me and she was like, look, um, I just want to get your honest feedback here. I trust you and I trust what advice you'll give me. And she was like, here's my situation. I'm literally not even making $1,000 a month. Um, I'd like to join this program, but like it's $1,500. Um, I'm not making... And okay. And so what I said to her was like, I, I was like, are you making at least $1,500 per month right now in revenue? Not even profit, just revenue. And she said no. And so I said, look, my advice to you is, and I wasn't like an affiliate for this PR girl. It was just like someone that, you know, someone that I knew. But the point is like when people ask me for advice, I'm always honest, whether it's like, am I a good fit for your program, like my program's or I really like this person. I know that you know them. Is it a good fit for me? I will always give you the honest truth. Always. Like I'm, I always call myself like a bad salesperson, even though I'm not. I used to do sales and marketing for um, a corporate company and I was really good at it. But I'm, an, but I'm honest, you know, I really am. I'm honest and integrity is really, it's like one of my most important values in my business just and life honestly um like if i if i say something i mean it you know and so she said do you think i should do it and i was like look i would not advise doing it i was like if you're not even making enough money to cover this $1500 investment right now i was like and and i think she was making like I want to say she was making like only like a couple hundred dollars a month or something. I was like, you know, and, and okay. And then she told me that, you know, she would have to use money from like her personal account. And, you know, I, I'm not telling you not to invest in things. There are times when I have literally not had any money in my business account, but there was something that I wanted to join. And I just knew that it was going to help me. I knew I could figure out how to pay for it. And I have done that before. When she was asking me my opinion on her joining this program, I just felt like my intuition was telling me, no, it's not a right time for you. And she made it seem like she she was really struggling to also pay her own bills and all that. So I was just like, oh, my God, no, don't join it. Like, I have resources in my course that you've already paid for that can help you. You can post questions about like PR and my in my um this is my old course I used to sell. We had a Facebook group that went with it. I was like, you know, you can post questions in there and I am pers- I'm happy to personally answer questions for you, but I was like, you know, if you're not making enough to even almost cover this investment, I I would just wait and when you have when you make more money, you know, then you can join her program or whatever. So my point here is like I I just want to remind you that, you know, investing is it's not there's not like a black or white thing to it it's like it can be a gray area but you want to also be smart about i mean i was referring to the influencer things then i started jumping into the story so anyway like what worked what didn't work in your business i want to kind of get back to this because i'm going on a tangent as usual um the second thing that you want to really think about is like what is your vision for the year um what kind of business goals do you have what kind of personal goals do you have? Personal goals are really important. Um, and then lastly, 
what is one thing that you love doing every day that just makes you really happy, that makes you feel good, that makes your mind feel good or your body feel good or it makes you feel inspired after? For me, that's doing my dog walks every day. Um, I come up with business ideas. It just it makes me happy. I love walking my dogs in the area that I live in in Washington. There's lots of trails and trees and woods. And it just I love getting out and walking through the woods. And it just makes me feel like I'm part of, I don't know, something, nature or whatever. Um, And so now I've built that into my schedule. Like that's part of my workday. Um, And rarely do I ever miss my dog walk. Sometimes I do because life happens. I'm a mom. I, you know, have things to do sometimes. But what I'm and why I want you to think about your vision for the year is you have to put yourself first. Like if you are doing things every day that you're just miserable, like you're just freaking miserable. You're doing all this stuff. You're feeling trapped in your business. You're not going to have a great business because you are not happy. Your mindset isn't great. So what I'd really encourage you to do is is come up with some business goals, um, come up with some personal goals. And I'm looking behind me at my wall and I am, I'm going to tell you one of my goals. Okay. So let me see. Hold on. I'm just looking, I'm trying to read my list. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I'm going to give you one of my personal goals. So one of my personal goals is I want to do a bear like viewing trip in Alaska. So I went to Alaska twice last year, kind of by accident. We went on a trip that was like a cruise and land. Like we flew into Alaska and then we like were supposed to make our way down the state until we got to the cruise part of the trip. And then we were on a cruise for a week. So it was a two week, two plus week trip to Alaska. And my husband ended up getting COVID at the beginning of it. And so we basically had to depart the trip and we had to go to Anchorage and isolate. And then we flew home. So the first trip was kind of ruined, although I still got to see Denali National Park. I still got to like do some cool things. So it was still a good trip, but like it was pretty much ruined. So then we got to use our credit from that trip because we got travel insurance, thank God. And then we did a cruise to Alaska from Seattle. And that was absolutely incredible. But we still had we still have money left over and we're going to do a different trip this summer. However, um, seeing bears in Alaska was like probably one of the highlights of my life so far. I love bears so much. And when I was there, I decided I want to do like a proper trip where I come back. I fly to probably Anchorage and then fly like either stay somewhere where you can, um, you know, do some tours where you get to see bears in their natural habitat. You know, you're not like disturbing them, but you do get to see them. Um, or they have these like little trips where you basically like, and I was looking at one in particular where you fly, you know, get to Anchorage and then you basically, um, I think you take a small, like a small little teeny tiny plane and you fly to this, some sort of an island in Alaska and you stay in these like little, (laughs) they look like little tents. I don't even know. My God, I don't know how I'm going to do that. They look like these like little tenty things and you stay there for like, I I don't know, I think it's like four, four days or something. And you go out every day and you literally go see grizzly bears in their natural habitat. 
catching salmon. Like when I talk about it, my insides are just like, oh my God, I want to do it so bad. So I wrote down as one of my goals is I really want to do that this year. So I'm in the process of sort of looking up some trips for maybe um, August or early September of 2023 because I it's I really want to do it and I want to do it because I don't know I just want to and I think so often we have like personal goals and we just jump to the conclusion of like oh I could never do that I can't afford it um we just jump to like why they don't work and I and I don't want to do that anymore and so I'm kind of like yeah I want to make it work like how do I do it so part of it is like you plan ahead which I'm doing now. So I want you to really think for your vision of the year, what are some business goals you have and be specific on the goals. Don't have wishy-washy goals. Don't just say, oh, I want to make more sales. Like what's your number? Is your number $100,000 per year? Is it $200,000? Is it a million dollars per year? Doesn't matter what it is. That's up to you. But like write a number down. Um, If you want to get more traffic, I ask people all the time, what's like the one thing that you want to get more of in your business? And they say, oh, I want more traffic. And I'm always like, well, how much traffic are you getting now? And they're like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) So like you have to know your numbers. You have to understand how much traffic you're currently getting. And then if you want to get more traffic, put a number in place. Like I want to go from 5,000 monthly views to my website to 20,000 monthly views. Okay, awesome. That's a great goal. That's very aggressive and I like it. I'm here for it. Um, now, what are you going to do to to get to that 20,000 traffic hits per month? Then you have to create tangible like KPIs, key performance indicators, or just like measurable things that you can track. So for example, if one of my goals, let's say one of my other goals is, um, I don't know, I have a lot of goals. I'll just, I'll just talk about my bear, my bear trip. So if one of my goals is to go on this bear viewing trip to Alaska, what do I have to do to figure that out? Well, I have to, you know, I have to research, come up with 10 different options for the Alaska bear trip. So come up with 10 different trip options. I have to decide on which of the trips make the most sense, which trips are in my budget. What are the dates for those trips? What do I need? Do I have anything else during that time in my life? Can I afford the trip? Like you have to kind of come up with those things. Then it's like, okay, great. Now I have to get my plane ticket. I have to figure out accommodation. So it's sort of like you come up with a specific goal and then you just work backwards on how do you make that goal happen? Or at least how do you put things in place to try to hit the goal? When When it comes to business, like getting more traffic, getting more sales, there's a lot of things you can do, but you need to have numbers in mind. Like if I want to get, I want to increase my traffic by 50% this year. So what do I have to do? Okay. I'm going to be, um, I'm going to post on, I'm going to create one video. I'm going to create one short form video every single day for the entire year. And I'm going to take that one video and I'm going to repurpose it to Instagram reels, TikTok, or if you created on TikTok, it would be Instagram reels, YouTube shorts, Pinterest video pins. Um, That's a great goal because you're taking one piece of content and you're putting it on four different platforms. Um, If one of my goals is to increase my traffic by 50%, I'm going to work, I'm going to implement an on-page SEO strategy 
And in that, I'm going to have every single one of my product pages. I'm going to work on my SEO for every single page. I'm going to update my title and my meta description. I'm going to make sure all of my images have alt text. And I'm going to make sure that all of my images are titled with search engine friendly words. So when people, you know, search for like rubber dog balls or something, my images show up correctly. So these are like tangible things that you can go back and look at. Okay. Did I do all those steps for SEO? Did I do all, um, did I do all like, you know, the specific things that you need? So anyway, um, and then the last thing is again, like, what do you like doing every day that makes you happy? So how are you showing up in your life and finding like the small things that make you super happy? And how do you do more of that? How do you incorporate that into your life every single day? For me, that's dog walking, but I would really encourage you to find one thing that makes you feel good, that makes you like, maybe it makes you feel inspired every day. So that could be, I know in my membership group yesterday, someone said beach walks. I said dog walks. Someone said um, Peloton rides, like working out, you know, and you're, and you're going to notice the theme there. Like every one of those things that I just said included like physical activity because moving your body does make you feel better, you know, maybe not during it, but after. So when you do more of those things, you're improving your quality of life, you know? And then before I wrap this episode up, because I wanted to kind of keep this um, to about, you know, 35 minutes. So in addition to like, in addition to looking at your calendar for the year and mapping out product launches, new products you're going to be doing, promotions and sales, um, obviously you need to do that too. But I'm not really here to talk about that stuff because that's that's just feels kind of boring right now. You have to do those things too. Um, what I want to talk about in this episode is really just like how do you shift things to create more of a business that you like, you know? Um, so we've talked about reflecting on 2022, what didn't work, what worked, your vision for 2023. Like what are some of your business goals? What are some of your personal goals? And what do you like doing every day that makes you happy? Do more of that. Um, the next thing I want to mention is what do you not like about your business? This is a really important one. We oftentimes don't even think about the stuff that we don't like because we think that we have to do it. We think that like, yeah, why wouldn't I like do all this stuff, you know? But make a list of the stuff that you don't like in your business and then make a list or make a plan to start slowly getting that stuff off of your plate. So for my product-based business, I hated packing and stuffing orders and shipping them to the post office. I hated it. I hated it so much. Like it made me miserable. And I spent so much of my time in that business, packing orders, stuffing boxes, going to the post office, doing customer service emails. I hated it so freaking much, so much. So figure out the things that you don't like and then figure out how you can slowly get those off your plate. And again, I know what you're going to say. Oh, I can't afford it. I know that's the first thing that your brain is going to tell you. Oh, I can't afford it. I can't afford. I can't. I can't hire anyone. Um, you can. <laughs> you can. You just have to be creative here. So even if that means you have someone, a mom in your neighborhood, like stay-at-home moms, they're superheroes, people. Okay, these people are superheroes, and they oftentimes probably want shit to do. Like they want to talk to other humans. And not always be around their kids. So is there something that you could have maybe one of the stay-at-home? And I don't mean anything rude to stay-at-home moms. Like I have 
the world of respect because I have a child and I know what it's like to be home with a kid and it's not easy. So I have love for all my moms. Whether you are a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, I have so much respect for you. But um, the first person that kind of comes to mind if you need some help with things is like a stay-at-home mom. I mean, moms are like the superheroes of the world. Moms are problem solvers. They can figure shit out. And they probably would love to help you, you know? So try to find a mom in your neighborhood. If you can't find a mom, there's Upwork. There is Facebook community groups. There is, um, what else? Nextdoor.com. There's Instagram. If you're wanting to find someone like, you know, an online person, not like a local person. There's a million things that you can do to to start getting the stuff off of your plate that you don't like, but you have to sort of take initiative and just get started. And that could mean one hour per week of support. That's one hour that someone could take something that you hate doing and do it for you. And then what happens with that one hour? You can use that however you want to. You could go to the beach. You could do your beach walk. You could have a two-hour-long dog walk because you just got an hour of time back in your life. You can do whatever the hell you want to. Maybe you just want to stay in bed, watch Ginny and Georgia on Netflix, and eat Cheetos. Like, who cares what it is? It's whatever you like to do. Because if it's your business, it's your life, you can make up whatever, however that looks for you, you know? Um, But you just have to get started. And it first takes you to figure out what are the things that I don't like to do. So, and then lastly is looking at your schedule and trying to figure out like, how do I make my schedule better? That works for me, works for my energy levels, works for my personality. And how are, how can I um, combine tasks and batch them together? So for example, um, I know a lot of you don't like email marketing. Um, with email marketing, it's like the most batch friendly thing that you can do. You can sit down and look at, okay, I'm going to map out my calendar. We have February, we have a launch for this product. We're going to do a promotion on this date. In March, we're going to have this promotion. In April, we're launching our Easter collection, whatever the hell it is. When you know what you're launching, when you know what products you have, when you know your promotions, and all it takes is 10 minutes to sit down, open up a calendar or a planner, and just write shit out. Like, okay, in January, the last week of January, we're going to do 20% off. In February, we're going to do buy one, buy two, get one free sale. In March, we're going to do um, a St. Patrick's Day product or something. Who cares? Write it down. Then when you have your things written out, you can then go into Canva or not, go into your Klaviyo email marketing software, open up a template, do one email where it's like, save 20% off. January 15th through the 19th, use code Susan, whatever it is. You can literally duplicate that. This is what I do, okay? I'm the laziest email marketer and I love it. I make my clients so much money and I'm lazy with it, okay? It does not have to be anything fancy. I duplicate an email. I change the graphic, the text, the uh, link, and then I schedule it out. I change the subject line. If you have my email marketing toolkit, Um, You can find that if you go to my Instagram page, you can find my email marketing toolkit, but I basically give you my three workflow templates and then I give you, um, it's like 115 subject line and email prompts. It's like the greatest resource I've ever created. I'm just going to, I'm going to toot my, toot my horn on that one. Um, I spent months creating it and I'm like obsessed with it. Um, 
You can grab that. You can literally look through that and be like, okay, it's January. What kind of subject lines could I use? What kind of emails can I send? And if you go through my document for each month, I give you like a chunk of email subject lines and prompt ideas that you can just take and use for your emails. And so if you know what promotions are going to do, you can just literally um, duplicate the email like six different times, change the subject line, change the graphic, swap out the um, coupon code, schedule them out and you're done. You do that in one sitting and you could do that every single quarter. You could put it in your schedule. Okay, every one day, every quarter, I'm going to do my email marketing for the entire quarter. How can you imagine how much how much not only sales you can get because you're going to start being consistent with your email marketing instead of only emailing your list like once a month or once a year. Um But how much time you'll save, you don't have to wake up and be like, oh, my God, I forgot to send out my Black Friday emails or like, oh, shit, um, it's like 4th of July and I didn't send out any promotions. So if when you do it in one go, you you save an enormous amount of time. So anyway, when it comes to schedule, I just want to leave you with one more thing is like, what does your dream day look like? So if you have a nine to five you have to be a lot more strategic with how you use your time. So do you want to wake up early in the morning and work? Do you want to work at night? How does that work for you? Um, If you don't have a nine to five and you work on your business, then, you know, you want to kind of create a schedule that that works for you. And I like to say during your energy times. So if you're a morning person, you wake up and you have like your brain is just ready to go in the morning, then don't wake up and start your day like checking emails or something. Don't wake up and start your day packing orders and stuffing boxes. Start your day with doing the creative stuff, product launches, email marketing, writing blog posts, doing um, uh, TikTok videos. Like the stuff that's going to actually get you sales in your business is how you should spend your time not packing and stuffing orders. So just keep that in mind. Like, And that's what I used to do for my business. I'd wake up. I'm a morning person. I'm very energetic in the morning, mentally, physically, whatever. And I would wake up in the morning and I would like immediately check my email and sit there for an hour and a half and being responding to customer service emails. While I'm not saying that that doesn't need to get done. If you have a product-based business, customer service emails are important, but that's the shit that you should be outsourcing. Like no one has time to do customer service emails. (laughs) Um, um, Or you can get like Zendesk and like make, you know, hire someone to go into your email every single day for 15 minutes and just sort through customer service emails. Like it's, you can make it work for you, you know? Um, But yeah, I would wake up and I would, instead of like doing social media stuff or doing a blog post or like doing a video or doing something that's going to move the needle in my business, I would like check my emails and then I would go and pack orders. Like where's the marketing, Carrie? Where did the marketing happen? (laughs) So anyway, um, I say that just so you don't make the same mistakes I do, because now I have a schedule that um, I have created to work with my um, personality, my energy levels. Um, I can just give you a quick preview of my current like schedule. So Mondays are my, I call them my CEO day. And so Mondays, like if you are one of my one-on-one clients, if you sign up for a strategy session or anything You will notice I never, ever, ever, ever have Monday as an open option. Never. It just, it's not an option. It's blocked off of everything. And it's like my day. It's if, if not like for anything else, Monday is my only day of the week where I don't have to talk to people. I can work on whatever I want to in my business. If I don't want to do anything, I don't have to. Of course, I always do. 
Um, I just kind of get stuff done that's important in my business. And then Fridays are always blocked off for podcast episodes. And the first two years of my podcast, I had every single Friday open, like every single Friday was open. So I'm not sure how many weeks of the year. Um, what is that? Fif- no, not 50 weeks a year. I don't know. Whatever it is. Um, I would have my schedule open. And then I was like, you know, like you don't need to have it open every Friday. Why don't we just do two Fridays a month? And actually over the summer, I blocked my entire, like I didn't record any podcast episodes over the summer because I batch recorded like a bazillion of them beforehand. Um, And then I think as is, I would record some of my own ones, but I blocked off my whole calendar for the summer too. So now I have my um, calendar for the most part set up for like two weeks out of the month on Fridays. You can, if you, if I invite you to be in my podcast, you can do a podcast episode. Um, And soon I'm actually just going to have it one day a month, like one Friday a month that I can just get like, you know, five, five people can record episodes in one day. That's a lot. That's a lot of podcast recording in one day, but I really like batching. And then I can use my other Fridays for other things. So ideally for me, my Fridays are podcast and PR. So pitching myself to be in other people's podcasts or doing anything with PR. That's kind of like how I like to spend Fridays. But again, it doesn't always it doesn't always happen that way. And then Tuesday or Thursday are usually the days where I do all my calls, like Tuesday and Thursdays. Right now, my schedule is Wednesdays and Thursdays are call days. And that just leaves me more time. I also don't let anyone book anything before 10 o'clock in the morning because um, I have a child and he has to get to school. And then I like to leave a little bit of a buffer like in case I want to go get Starbucks or a coffee or something. And then so 10 o'clock is when I will start like any kind of a call. And then three o'clock is when my calendar is then blocked off again. So you can't, for the most part, like I do sometimes have a four to 5 p.m. slot open, but that gives me enough time where I can go and pick up my son from school if I need to, get him home, you know, get him sorted. And then if I need to do a call from four to five for some of my clients on the East Coast who can't do an earlier call, then I do that, you know? So I have a, a calendar that like is, And I'm always, it's a work in progress. I'm constantly like, oh, I need to like be better about my, because I also have like a podcast calendar. I have my one-on-one call calendar and I have another calendar. And sometimes I forget, like if I go in and adjust dates for like my kid's school vacations or if like he doesn't have, like I I always forget to look at his calendar to see when he doesn't have school besides like the, the school vacations. And then I forget to like block off the podcast calendar. And then I'm like, oops, I have to like cancel things. So, you know, it's a work in progress. And I do my best with my calendar to like allow people to book stuff. But I'm learning as I have my current business that like it has to work for me. And if it doesn't, if the stuff isn't working for me, then it, it doesn't work, you know. So look at your calendar. Look at where you're feeling like pulled. If, you, if you're someone who has to do a lot of calls for your business, Maybe only do calls two days a week and then you have the other three days to do your other stuff. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I I really like talking about this. Um, one of the things that, like I said, I'm really leaning into this year is, is having more fun in my business, making my business feel fun and not like a drag sometimes <laughs> that it feels like. Um, 
I truly believe when you lean into things that feel good for you, like you show up in a better way. And I've been working on that the last, I would say, six months or so is just to show up like very authentically. And I and I always do show up authentically, but I mean, I don't create, I don't do anything anymore unless I just really want to. Like I remember when I first had my business for like the last couple of years, you know, I would make all these stupid like Instagram videos and like trendy Instagram things. And I haven't done a single one of those videos, mm, I think in almost a year. I feel like it was like around March of 2022 is when I just something in my head like clicked and I was like, you know what? I don't I'm bored of like the how to stuff because my podcast is my how to like my podcast is where I walk you through like step by step by step on on how to do something or we have a guest expert who comes on and talks about how to do something. So I kind of was like, you know, I don't want to have to do that on Instagram anymore. All I would ever do is like mini trainings and here's five weeks to drive more traffic or like, you know, two website mistakes you're making. And I still do that because I pull podcast clips from my podcast and I use those for my social media. So it isn't like I'm not doing that kind of stuff, but I'm not doing anything else unless I just really want to. So what I do a lot of stuff now is like, And if you follow me on TikTok, I do it a little bit more on TikTok, but I do more of like practical things like here is like today, for example, I went to a supermarket to get something, you know, to eat. And I like to just try different drinks, especially like I like the healthy like there's a shop called Metropolitan Market. If anyone here lives in Seattle, you know what I'm talking about. It's like the greatest place. I love it so much. It's more of like a high end um, boutique like supermarket grocery store. And it's they definitely cater to like more healthy stuff. And I went in and I just like to try the different drinks. I like love trying new drinks. And so I got a sparkling botanical tea and it's called grapefruit something. I don't even know how to pronounce that word. And it is sparkling botanical by Rishi. And it's just like this beautiful little can. So I literally got in my car and I whipped out my phone and I did a little TikTok video on like, I forget what it was called, but essentially it's just like, here's an incredible brand example that I want to share share with you that I found at the supermarket today. It's just like practical things. Like I use a lot of packaging examples, website, like, hey, if you want to build a website like Glossier, here's how you can do it. And I take you behind the scenes of something that you can do. So I started doing more stuff like that in about March or April of this year. And I kind of never looked back. And now my I do more on Instagram stories to just like share the behind the scenes of my life, my business, showcase what I'm working on, programs. But like I don't actually do a lot of new content for for those channels, if that makes sense. I really am just repurposing um, podcast clips or, you know, I might have like quotes or things like that. So anyway, I sort of started like working smarter, not harder. And I I really like that. (laughs) Like, I just was getting really bored. And I just said, I'm not doing it anymore. I don't care. Like, and I and I think a lot of you like that. Like, you're also probably like, look, we consume a lot of information. Like, we don't always need more, you know? So anyway, I hope this episode was helpful for you. If you liked this episode, definitely let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram and let me know what part you liked about it. And which of the four things that I talked about that you're going to start working on today. So reflecting on your last year, 
your vision for 2023. What do you hate about your business and how can you get stuff off of your plate? And four, creating a schedule that works for you and not the other way around. Let me know which one of those four things you're going to be doing in your business. And I will be over here cheering you on. All right, my friends, I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.